Live from the rooftop of the Herman London Real Estate Group in beautiful downtown Maplewood, it's the St. Louis Realtor Podcast with your host, Adam Cruz. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to podcast number nine here from the Herman London Real Estate Group in beautiful downtown Maplewood, Missouri. And tonight, it's also the Herman London Property Management Group because we have a very special guest with us, Tom Potter, who we'll introduce here in just a second. First off, we just want to tell you guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out our website, hermanlondon.com, and then click on the blog, and that's where you can see the latest podcast. That's where we've got all the best information. And uh, you can also submit your questions, submit likes, submit any feedback that you have because we're always trying to get better and we really want to know what kind of topics that you want to hear from us. Please interact with us. And you've heard me in the past. I've mentioned that we have a pool table tournament going on. I always wish I would have called it a billiards tournament. And I mentioned a guy in our office who is not only a billiards expert. He's more than that. And he's also a property management expert. And more than anything, he's a fishing expert. I think he'd have to agree. Tom Potter, welcome to the show here today. Thanks, Adam. Always a pleasure. <laughs> thanks. And thanks for coming. So I'm just going to jump right into it. How do you know me? Uh, we met uh, way back in uh, high school days. Uh, you went to a bad school. I went to a good one. <laughs> sure. And we had some good times together. And then what happened after that? You went, to, you went into hotel management, right? I did. About uh, seven years uh, kind of got burned out and was asking you for a referral on uh, a different type of career, I guess. And uh, we kind of talked and decided to kind of build it here at your company. And I was able to explain to you the the benefits of getting into this world called property management, which I didn't really know a whole lot about at the time, right? Right. Okay. And so what, what for you was different about property management than than hotel management is it just totally different you can't even compare it or are there some aspects similar well the primary difference is the time frame that you're renting something oh yeah one uh, night versus one year right um and uh i guess your location as well is in one building versus across the whole st louis county so I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna try to ask you some questions and I and I want to I want you to answer them as if I don't know anything about property management. You know, we want the people who are listening who you know I don't know exactly who our audience is. It it could be some realtors, it could be some investors, it could be you know mainly my mom and Aunt Marzi probably that are listening. But uh, you know, tell me what is property management? What does that even mean? I think property management's uh, primarily. Uh, someone to act on the behalf of the owner of a property and in times act as a, uh, like a middleman to uh, deal with all aspects of leasing a home. So someone owns a property and they kind of just don't want to deal with it anymore? Lots of reasons. They Maybe they don't want to deal with it. Maybe they moved out of state and don't think it can be properly handled uh, without being in town, which is generally true. Okay. Um, could be a, a myriad of reasons. Maybe it's part of their investment strategy. Sure. Do, are most of your clients investors or most of them, you know, the homeowners that just don't want to deal with it or what are they? Most people that we help uh, with rental properties are people that just can't sell right now. Uh-huh. And uh, they're looking for kind of a short to a moderately long-term solution to generate some income, help pay bills and things like that. Okay. Until uh, the market improves enough where they can try to sell again. Okay. I remember when we first kind of got into this game, it was 
you know, the market wasn't as good as it is now. And I guess it's not necessarily a perfect market by any means for buyers or sellers. But in that time, it was really pretty much bad for sellers, right? Right. And so we were meeting a lot of people who had bought a home. They call us because they want to sell it because they need to move. And we would go to them and say, hey, this is how much we can sell your house for. I'll just use 150000 as an example. And they would say, great. Well, we owe 200 And so what should we do? And and, you know, before we had you in our office, I'd have to say, well, call me when you want to lose $50,000 or let's talk about doing a short sale. Right. Right. And, and that, we did a lot of that. I mean, we did a lot of short sales and foreclosures and that type of thing or pre foreclosures, I guess, before we got involved with property management. And, and then how did that conversation go after we would say, so we'd say, oh, well, we can sell it for 150 and they said we owe 200 before we would leave. But kind of tell me how you think the conversation goes now. Well, now we're doing kind of a similar comparable search to determine a rental price. Yeah. And if those numbers are in line with uh, covering their expenses, then they, you know, consider the lease as an option, you know, for them to kind of wait out the market. Uh-huh. So, right. So we would say we can sell it for 150 They'd say we owe 200 and we'd say... Have you considered renting? Because we think we can get, say, fourteen hundred dollars a month for your house. How much do? You, how much is your monthly payment? And they might say, eleven hundred. We'd say, how would you like to make, you know, three hundred dollars a month? And then what a lot of homeowners say is, oh, what if the toilet breaks at two a.m. and it leaks and they call me, right? Right. And that's when, like, enter Tom. Tom will manage it for you, and you'll deal with those problems for the people. Correct. So when you first got into the business, what 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 was different? I think you started by managing a four-family property, right? Yeah, the first one was four-family. Four-family, and now you don't manage that many four-families, right? Nope, zero. <laughs> zero, that's right. I own a four-family building, but someone else at our company manages it, right? And what have you found that you just prefer the single-family properties? Or is it just like your your niche of the types of properties that kind of the incomes that you, not the incomes, the rents that you manage just don't happen to be in that many four families? I think that's more the case. Uh, also, uh, four family or any multifamily unit is, uh, you know, four toilets, four HVACs, there's more things to break. Um, uh, to me, it's... It's easier to just do a single family or a single condo or loft or something like that. Okay, so property management to you is basically managing, sort of taking care of someone else's property for them so they can kind of like sleep easy at night. Sure, right? absolutely. And, you know, I guess, was I your first client actually or was it the four family? Four family. And then, and then re- shortly after that, you started managing a couple of my properties for me. Yep. And it was it was interesting for me because I used to, you know, drive past one of my homes that's a rental home and I would have to worry about the home, right? And I would have to think, oh, I hope they pay. Oh, I need to get them to mow their lawn. Oh, what's that trash can doing in the street still today or whatever? And now something about hiring you as my property manager, even though I live closer to the homes than you do actually, something about it is just this, it's just kind of this weight off of my shoulders, you know? And I think that's because you provide a full service solution. What what would you say is different than you, from you or from us, I guess you could say, our Herman London property management, 
and what you might have heard about other property management companies? Um, everything I've heard about property management companies in general has been relatively negative that they don't follow up with people or they don't communicate well um, that and in times maybe you're not doing their job that they've agreed to do so uh, a big part I think of our success is following through with commitments and communicating um, to both the tenant and the owner about ongoing issues and um, you know I think that's why I've been more successful so a big key to your success is simply communicating sure I guess you uh, you said that people aren't necessarily following up we've heard horror stories right of property management companies who just keep rent or how they overcharge for vendors or that kind of thing Um, obviously you're not you're not doing those things but the that's that's not even the bar right the bar should just be set at hey we're going to do the right thing but then what's made you excel is over communicating yeah i would agree with that um you know your agreement outlines what you're going to do and then on top anything you do above that i think sets you above the rest as well (laughs) okay so when you tell me about this someone calls you right and what kind of questions are they usually asking you they're going hey i need a property manager have they usually researched it online and they so they kind of know a little bit and they have questions or do people call you and they just say I don't even know exactly what I'm asking but I think I need this what what is it most people don't know what to ask the first time they they ask how much it costs what you provide as a service and what do you do if um, if the tenant stops paying those are the primary questions I get on a first inquiry Okay, and is that usually verbal or is that usually via email? Um, it's fifty-fifty. And I want to, I you know, I I'm trying to make this show be a show that is like actually gives the listener technical information, technical knowledge. Okay. You know, so I want to ask you in general, and I assume I assume and understand that there's variables, but in general, what does property management cost? Uh, typically, if we're finding the tenant uh, for the homeowner. We charge the first month's rent as a leasing fee. Okay. And then starting the second month of the lease term through the rest of the lease term, we charge anywhere between 8 and 10% of the monthly rent. Of the monthly rent. Okay. So if I have a tenant in place already, can I still call you? Absolutely. If I, if I just have a vacant home, you'll help me find a tenant? And you want to try to do it, manage, manage it yourself? Sure, we can do that too. Okay. So if I, if I have a vacant home and I want to find a tenant, I can call you, you'll find me a tenant, and just be done. Or you can find the tenant for me and then manage the property? Correct. So it's the first. It's, it's generally somewhere around the first month's rent and somewhere around 8 to 10% of the monthly rent. Correct. So then what happens? The tenant, who, who's the tenant paying? The tenant will always pay us if we're managing the property, um, and then w- in which case we'll retain the first month's rent. And then going, each month going forward, we'll just keep our 8 to 10% and, and send you the difference. Okay, so you'll just deposit the money in my account, right? Correct. I know I'm sort of answering questions that I know the – are asking questions I know the answer to, but I think this is important kind of stuff that people ask. Mm-hmm. And we just electronically deposit into their account. Correct. Okay, so uh, well, how often do you deal with people that don't pay their rent? Not very often because uh, of how thorough our background checks are. Um, we're looking at their credit 
uh, not just their credit score, but their credit history, uh, where we can see number of late pays, 30, 60, 90 days. Okay. Um, any bankruptcies or foreclosures that they've had, uh, outstanding debt that they owe up to the monthly you know, amount that they owe. Uh-huh. Um, we're talking to previous landlords, asking them if they would re-rent to them, if they owe you any money, uh-huh. if they damage your property. Um, and you call their jobs too, right? Right, and verify their employment and income, typically looking for about three times the monthly rent uh, as far as income, and then obviously a criminal check. And uh, with all those pieces, which also entails any rental court cases, with all those pieces, we have a pretty good idea of whether this person is going to be a reliable uh, payer. So through your leasing process of finding the tenant, you do a thorough screening, and you're saying that kind of work up front is what leads to not having as many evictions. Absolutely. And are you like that's? But that just seems kind of obvious. Is that not it is normal? Called do it right the first time. <laughs> do it right the first time. Well, I guess are there a lot of other. There's probably a lot of people out there who have the personality type, maybe more like mine, that would meet a potential tenant and just go, this person just seems so nice, right? Or they just seem so trustworthy. Or they showed up in a BMW, so they must have money, right? Yeah, I get calls from those people often uh, a few months after they let the person move in asking me to fix it. (laughs) Fix it. And is that okay? Can they keep calling you? Sure. That's how you get new clients sometimes, right? Sure. And so what, so then you're saying, okay, so because you do kind of a thorough job up front, what else do you do that's thorough? You have pretty, like, kind of thorough paperwork, right? Not that you need to go through all the paperwork, but is there anything you do that you might think is different than what a normal, uh, you know, landlord might do that bought their paperwork at Office Max or something? Sure. Uh, Well, the lease that we use is created by St. Louis Association of Realtors. It's very thorough. Protects the landlord clearly defines the responsibilities of the tenant. Um, and then we also have our own forms and documents that we require the tenant to sign that kind of reemphasizes um, the main points uh, that have that have often become problems so that they know up front, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're highlighting these elements essentially saying do not do these. And there's some fines associated with them that we have them sign. Okay. Um, and then additionally, we complete uh, quarterly inspections um, throughout the year to make sure that, you know, nothing's being uh, going back on what they've agreed to do in the lease, basically. Okay, so the quarterly inspections are something that you do to kind of just make sure you don't have any big surprises at the very end. Exactly. And you don't show up to the house and the, the tenants moved out and there's holes in the wall and just huge problems, right, or mold right. all over the building or something like that. Uh, but I, I guess I want to I want to kind of get back to the um, the tenant screening part and and the mm-hmm. paperwork and all that type of thing. What what we've found on the on the residential sale side when we're helping people write an offer on a home, you know, the sale contract is eight pages. And I remember someone brought one in a year a couple years ago from when they their parents had bought a home in 1970, right? And it was one page. And so over the years, problems have happened, lawsuits have happened, type of thing. And this the realtor sale contract has grown and grown and grown, and now it's eight pages. And I suppose that's kind of what's happened with our paperwork, minus all the lawsuits. But just for every time you've come across a problem, you've tried to find a way. What's your favorite saying? You learned it from your old job. 
Oh, well, we like to be proactive and uh, fix a problem forever. Fix it forever. That's right. That's something I learned from Tom Potter. You want to solve it. You have a problem, you want to fix it forever. And that's a, that's a cool thing that you do. And I think that's something that basically that's a reason why a potential landlord client of yours, that's one more value they can get out of you, right? You have the experience to know the problems that might come and ultimately save them money. Sure. But when, what if they don't pay? Well, we have uh, attorneys that we can refer, and uh, you know they're f- for a reasonable cost. They can get the process going so that uh, if the person continues to default after you uh, have made an attempt to collect again, then they'll essentially be in queue to be evicted uh, through the court of law if if it's just due to non-payment of rent. Okay, so you don't send a big scary guy over there and banging on the door demanding the money. No. Okay. You don't go over there. I, I mean, we've heard stories like this, right? Sure. You don't go over there and remove all their windows in the middle of the winter and say, oh, we're going to have the new windows in a week. That's illegal. That's illegal. Okay. Uh-huh. I heard a story recently of a guy who would pull up to the house and uh, unload a bunch of what do you call, plywood, and, and he would just leave the plywood in the front yard hmm. as if like, Hey, we're going to board up the doors here in, in just a day or two. If you don't pay your rent, then that makes people pay. You don't do that, something like that? No, that's creative, but I think probably also illegal. <laughs> it's kind of like bullying or something like that, right? Yeah. it's. Uh, and you just don't find that it's necessary. You haven't found that is necessary because right. well, number you do one, so much screening up. Right. Number one, we rarely have to deal with it. Number two, uh, you know, the, the clients that we do have that maybe have trouble paying usually communicate with us. But number three, um, typically when they get a, a letter from an attorney, it tends to change their mind. <laughs> maybe a letter from the attorney can be scarier than a couple pieces of plywood laying in a front yard. Huh? I think, I think so. What was the other question that you asked? What are your services? Or you said that a lot of sellers ask or homeowners ask you, right? Yeah. What what comes with that? So what is that? What how do you generally answer that? Well, essentially, we're we're here for uh, peace of mind when something does go wrong. Okay. So um, you know, aside from the quarterly inspections that we do each, uh, like every three months, uh, and collection of rent, and you know, keeping track of all the accounting documents that you need for filing taxes and. Um, Outside of that, being the person that can deal with those calls at late night, um, we're essentially the middleman to make sure that the owner is represented well when something goes wrong. Okay. And now you manage a lot of properties right now, right? Yeah, about 65. And should I be concerned that you're managing too many properties that you won't be able to give enough attention to mine? No, we have uh, the software that we use. um does a lot of the legwork for us to keep track of when things are coming due and um, deals with a lot of the accounting aspects and making sure the payments get done. Um, and I'm I'm available to handle most questions within a couple hours of, of getting called. Okay, so even though you have a ton of properties, you have it sounds like you have good systems in place to help you kind of keep it all in order, right? Exactly. And uh, the property owners can log into our software and get reports about their property at any time. Sure. And we have a office manager, Jerry. Hey, Jerry, who can, who can who kind of keeps everything input into the so- the software, that type of thing, so they can right. get updates. Right. Okay. Um, it's really just a lot of data entry that then 
kind of works for itself, works for us. Are you looking to grow? Absolutely. What do you, does that mean you want more properties? Does that mean you want more property managers? Uh, does that mean you want to expand into other areas or what does that, what does that mean? More managers and more properties is a good, good start. What do you think the good property or I'm sorry, the good personality type of someone who wants to be a property manager is? Um, communicate well, obviously we already covered detail oriented is good. Uh-huh. Um, follows through on commitments. One of the things I always talk about you is that you have consistency, uh-huh. right? And so is that just something that's your personality or does that play into your success as a property manager? No, I think consistency is very important. It's, it's basically from the leasing process to um, the, the tenant actually moving out and a new one moving in, that cycle uh, is exactly the same every time usually. Uh, and if we do it the same way every time, then we get the same results every time. And one of the great things about Tom, is, so for my personality, I'm always, you know, it's like, oh, squirrel, oh, squirrel, right? And I'm always kind of like looking for the next thing or whatever, which works well. At, we're a good team for that reason because I'm kind of always looking to improve things, right? But you bring the consistency to make sure what we have going just keeps going. Um, and have you seen property managers that, uh, maybe we won't. We don't need to go there. I guess I want to hear from you some sort of like interesting or funny story. You know, I, in my experience, the move-ins are can be can be stressful, but the move-outs can be real stressful, right? Because you've got mm-hmm. grandma there, sweaty because she's been working all day on cleaning the place and it's just not quite clean enough or whatever. Do you have any interesting stories you can tell about? you know, the trials and tribulations of Tom Potter over the last few years? With inspections, not so much. Has it been pretty awkward sometimes, though? Yeah, sometimes it's difficult, but, you know, that's exactly why we write things down on paper and take pictures is, you know, you sign this document and I have a picture of this <laughs> broken now that wasn't broken before. <laughs> right. We have a picture of the wall that was a regular wall and now there's a hole in it, so... But people don't want to own up to it and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, uh... One guy, one guy comes to mind. Uh, um, he he was unwilling to hand over the keys and the and the garage door opener and things. Um, and On his move out, yeah. Well, he didn't he didn't quite show up either until the very end, uh-huh. and then was refusing to. He had brought several things from Lowe's that, you know, he was saying here you can fix this now or whatever, and expected, you know, to still get his full deposit back because he supplied the materials. But he and he uh, just wanted you to kind of fix the problems with the materials he provided. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, that's not the way it works, unfortunately. So okay, we had to pay someone, you know, to to uh, the labor to basically do the work. Some of which was much more intensive than I guess he he envisioned. And so uh, you know, we ended up having to keep a good amount of his deposit despite uh, him providing the materials which was a fraction of the cost, really. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, man, I wish we had some, like, really fun and interesting and, you know, wild stories to tell, but I guess that's part of the reason to hire the property manager. That's part of the reason to hire Tom is that the owner doesn't want fun and interesting and wild stories, right? Right. Because the whole part, the whole idea is to just kind of stabilize the property. Right. Right. They're traveling or they're investing or they're dealing with their lives and they don't want, 
wild and you don't want wild cards. Happen, right? You don't want wild card as a tenant. Okay, okay. I mean, uh, you've never had. Have you had anybody trying to keep like a really crazy pet or anything? Not really. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> Only the pets that we've approved up front. Right. You know? Okay. So Tom, tell me how I can get a hold of you if I have a property that I need to manage. Uh, you can fill it out a, a request on our website, or you can email me at tom at hermanlondon dot com, or give me a call at three one four nine two zero zero seven eight one. Three one four nine two zero zero seven eight one for all your property management needs. Your email is tom t o m at hermanlondon dot com. You got it. H e r m a n n l o n d o n dot com. All right. Well, thanks for coming on today's show. We're looking forward to big things from you, Mister Potter. And uh, if you get any good and interesting stories, let me know because we'll have you come back and tell us about the wild times at Herman London Property Management. Maybe, uh, maybe the next tenant that you get will uh, <laughs> will be a little lax on screening and see if we can get something for you. Get some good stories. Yeah. Well, please don't. <laughs> Very good. All right. Thanks. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to today's podcast here. This is podcast number nine, and we've got a lot more good stuff coming for you. I'm going to be going out of town in the next week, but when I return, February 10th, we're going to have another show that week for you, and uh, we're going to be getting ready for Valentine's Day. So make sure you buy a piece of real estate or hire Tom to do some property management for your Valentine. I'm sure they would really appreciate it. And thanks for listening to today's show. Check out the website, hermanlondon.com. And as always, thank you to our wild producer Joey Vosovich for being in the studio today. Take care.